Evening everybody. What's up peeps? Bonjour. How are we? Hope you've all had a lovely, lovely week so far. Tonight is Thursday and you know what that means. Do you know what Thursday means? Everyone should know what Thursday means by now. Thursday is Q&A day. So this is where you guys get to ask me all the questions that you've been wanting to ask and maybe haven't had the opportunity to. Tonight is the night where I don't have a topic to talk about. This is where you guys need the chat, where you guys have the, the questions that you want answered and I basically answer them. So topics can really be anything related to fitness like food, training, weight loss, nutrition, that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff is basically what we we chat about on a Thursday. Um, so it's sort of up to you guys as to, as to what we chat, where we go, where the conversation flows. So don't be too hesitant, get your questions in. Um, I see that we have Callum on, my man joined in. If you didn't catch the live that I did with Callum on Tuesday, you guys missed out. Make sure, I actually uploaded the podcast yesterday, so if you haven't had a little listen yet, Make sure to go back and check out the podcast um, because it was it was a good one. We had some really good topics. Um, <clears throat> we had some really good topics to discuss. Actually, <laughs> hashtag balance. Callum has just ordered himself a Domino's. <laughs> I had some of that fresh fitness food stuff a minute ago, but Struggle Street being that the fresh fitness food stuff has so much fiber in it. If you're like me and you're trying to get a lot of um, calories in like if you're trying to bulk in any way then fresh food is brilliant because you get your your um uh you get your fiber in you get your vegetables in all that stuff but like there's just it's just not dirty enough so like i have to kind of try and get some much more calorie dense carbs in and fats in this evening um right so we've had first question come in from from harry basically with reference to what the conversation was with Callum on Tuesday, Harris basically said, how would someone that's not eating enough work on getting in the right amount of food? Um, so first off, what you need to do is figure out how many calories you should be having. Like first and foremost, you need to figure out what the right amount of food is that you should be eating. Um, <laughs> and then figure out like how, how far off you are from that. Like, if it's not too much, like, you know, a couple extra hundred calories, then it'd just be a case of increasing the volume of the food that you're eating. Um, and really, you don't need to change it that much. But if you're already eating a lot, and you're, like, really fine that you're full all the time, then Callum's actually just hit the nail on the head with his comment. Like, smoothies are a great way of doing it. The reason that bodybuilders use, like, protein shakes a lot and that kind of stuff is that it when something's a liquid, you don't really have to... Um, like it doesn't take up much volume in your stomach so you can get the calories in without it filling like a big space you know how I often say and often talk about um, like calorie dense foods or nutrient dense foods for example um, calorie dense food would be peanut butter right it's like super dense doesn't really take up much um, much space and you get loads of calories from it whereas something that's nutrient dense for example you would get um, like kale or peppers or any kind of like fibrous vegetable like it takes up a lot of space in your stomach you don't get that many calories from it but you get loads of nutrition 
in terms of um, like minerals and vitamins. So if you're trying to bulk, if you need to get your calories in, then the first and foremost thing you need to be doing is like eating more calorie dense foods. So you want to be getting primarily clean foods. Now when we talk about clean foods, I'm like, you don't want to be going for as many processed foods as possible, but try and get like at least 80% of your calories in from um, like whole foods, like your rice, like your um, potato, sweet potato, that kind of stuff initially. But then chances are you're going to need to have a few processed foods, a few more calorie dense foods just to get those calories in. So at the moment, my situation is I get two and a half thousand calories roughly from fresh fitness foods. Now the food that I get from that company, it's completely clean in inverted commas, right? <laughs> it's like relatively low fat, loads of fibrous carbohydrates, um, some kind of starchy carbs in the form of sweet potato, rice or potatoes normally, um, some sort of lean protein. So today I had white fish and turkey and then like a maybe a sweet treat, but that sweet treat will really only be like two or 300 calories. So in the evening, what I would do is have something that's much more calorie dense and a lot less fiber and not so much vegetation. So for example, last night I had chicken Kiev and some rice and then I had crumpets. <laughs> well, you see, I've been eating a lot of crumpets recently because one crumpet is about 100 calories and it's all carbohydrates. And so I'll get some calories from my crumpet and then I'll put on some peanut butter and then I'll put some grenade spread on. And so I'm like getting kind of 600, 700 calories from four crumpets and peanut butter with grenade spread. And like that is almost what I have to do at the moment to eat enough food because the the food from Fresh Fitness Food is brilliant, but it's just it takes a lot of time to digest, which is great. If you're trying to lose weight, this is like exactly the kind of food you should be eating. You should be using food that takes a long time to digest, that's a lot of fiber, that's um, relatively low in fat, that's got lean sources of protein, um, that got lots of nutrient dense foods. Like these are all great things if you're trying to lose weight because they make you full, because they um, they fill you up in terms of your satisfaction with food as well. Like you're, you're just not hungry, you're getting lots of nutrition and your calories are relatively low. But if you're like me and if you're like Harry and you're trying to get more calories in, you need to think about it from the other end of the scale. So almost trying to get in foods that are like the opposite really. So for example, last night I didn't have any like peas and sweet corn and um, like broccoli, which is what M had. I didn't have any of that because I already had loads of that kind of stuff earlier in the day, right? So if you're bulking, like there's a certain amount of food that you have to have if you're if you're bulking that's kind of processed, that's calorie dense, that you would probably term a naughty food or a bad food or unclean food. I mean, I don't I don't think of it like that. It's just food that is more calorie dense. Um, it's food that doesn't take as much time for me to digest. It's food that is um, usually relatively tasty. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff. If you're really trying to get in your calories, um, more calorie dense foods, like the ones I just mentioned, things that you would normally on a diet think, oh, I can't really have that. You know, like sugar, some sort of sugar foods, like fat foods. Um, when you just need to get your calories in, that's the kind of stuff you really want to be trying to get into your diet, right? So... 
I've been allowing myself, not allowing myself, I've been having um, some Hagen Dazs ice cream. Oh my God, you're repeating the ice cream. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, uh, once you kind of see the, the, your diet as the food which fuels your goal, at the moment, I need certain foods in my diet to fuel my goal, right? I'm trying to eat four and a half thousand calories a day. And honestly, it is a challenge. Like people, a lot of people will think, oh, what are you talking about? Like it, it must be so nice to eat whatever you want. It's like, well, actually I'm not eating whatever I want. Um, <clears throat> like I've talked about with regards to eating fibrous foods, kind of low um, kind of lean sources of protein, like eating foods that are kind of starchy carbohydrates and relatively clean sources of food that are not just processed. If you eat that kind of food as the majority of your diet, then actually getting to a total amount of calories is going to be really, really hard. I mean, if I doubled my intake of food from fresh fitness foods and ate just clean, in inverted commas, there's no way I would hit my calorie intake. There's just, my body just can't process that much food that's like that right it's like you know if you ate broccoli all the time <laughs> like imagine if you were just eating broccoli all the time you'd not get anywhere near your daily intake of calories but you'd be full because there's so much fiber in it and that's why it's important to think about your diet from all different perspectives hello from from london we just had a comment come in uh leo santos said hi from germany hi from london thanks very much for tuning in mate great to have you on board um by the way guys if you're watching from non-UK companies, feel free, let me know where you're, where you're watching from. It's always exciting for me to see where the people are that are watching um, these lives because it astounds me. Like the other week we had Australia, we had America, we had Germany, Sweden, all over the world. And I find that that's just amazing that you guys are sat there watching me and I'm in Clapham in London. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Canada, Tani, of course, you're Canadian. So yeah, if you're trying to bulk, smoothies are a great idea. I mean, protein shakes, a lot of people have a protein shake with peanut butter, with some kind of chocolate spread potentially, um, with banana, with oats, that kind of stuff. I mean, you want to think about readily digestible, high calorie foods. Um, <clears throat> that's the kind of stuff you'll have to get in if you're trying to bulk. Okay, And it's important to differentiate between trying to gain weight in the right way and making sure that um, it, you don't just use it as an excuse to smash off all of the food. I know that like, you hear about people clean bulking and dirty bulking. I don't know if you guys ever heard that term, the difference between the two. Basically, a clean bulk is kind of what I'm doing at the moment where you still eat a relatively balanced diet. You still get a lot of nutrition in from um, vegetables and you eat loads of fiber and you get lean sources of protein, that kind of stuff. And then a dirty bulk is basically when people say they're bulking and use it as an excuse, like Callum was doing earlier, to smash off Domino's every night and to be eating bars of chocolate and to be like completely disregarding any sort of nutritional advice and just going, nah, I'm bulking, so it's fine. I'll just smash off a top of Ben and Jerry's. Or no, it's okay, I'm bulking, I'll just get a kebab. It's like, that's a dirty bulk. Clean bulking is a lot different because... You're actually taking consideration of the food that you're putting in your mouth. Harry's just suggested a uh, a little protein smoothie. So we've got banana, peanut butter, protein powder, and some fruit. 
um, around 800 calories. That is a thick shake. Wow, 800 calories, mate. I mean, protein scoops usually about 120 per scoop. So you have two of those probably. I mean, that'll get you about 50 grams of protein, about 250 calories. Peanut butter is about 500 calories per 100 grams. So you have like 50 grams of peanut butter. And then banana's about 100 calories. So yeah, that's a pretty thick shake. Um, now guys, this is Q&A day. So all of this topic is led by you wonderful people at home. If you've got any questions that you want to ask, if you've got anything related to training, uh, fitness, health, anything that you kind of want to talk about that's got that sort of relation, then feel free. Get your questions in um, <clears throat> and then we can we can answer them. Remember, there's no silly questions. It's all good. This is a completely open um, forum and you know you've got the right intentions and your your question will get answered um leo's just asked is your diet something you do for a short period of time or is it more like a lifestyle it's interesting mate i've definitely gone through periods of my life where that has varied um at the moment it's definitely a lifestyle like i'm not specifically i'm not dieting for a specific reason i'm not bulking for a specific reason i'm pretty much eating because why am I doing this essentially I wanted to get I want to get better at the gym I want to get better at CrossFit I want to get better get I want to get better at fitness um, and essentially I want to make sure that my body's as fueled as possible now I, what I want to be able to do is make sure that I'm not limiting myself by not eating enough and so I found that kind of post Christmas, I was able to put on a few kilos of muscle because I've um, been eating more, and <clears throat> that's been helping my training. So basically, it is literally it's just part of life now. Um, I think that one of the main foundational problems we have as a society is thinking that a diet, in inverted commas, is something you do for a little bit and then you stop doing because it's shit. And like that's such a problem. Like it just doesn't need to be like that. A diet to lose fat is a thing that you do for a little bit, and then you leave that little thing because dieting for fat loss is not very enjoyable at all. <laughs> Let's be honest, dieting for fat loss isn't very nice. And so most people think like, oh, I'm going to do this diet in inverted commas. I'm going to lose some weight, and then I won't have to do this diet again because I'll have lost the weight and I'll reach my goal. Unfortunately, like if you go through with that mentality, then once you reach your goal, you're probably just going to go back to eating like you did before and put on the weight that you've lost using the fat loss diet. That's kind of where we have this problem. If we start to think of it as like, okay, okay, in my head, there's two ways of approaching it. The first way of approaching it is similar to how most people do it in that you go, okay, I'm going to lose some fat, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to use that diet to create a calorie deficit, I'm going to lose fat, I'm going to get the body that I want, awesome. When you get there, and this is what most people don't do, once you get there, you need to spend the time then going into a maintenance phase of calories. Right? That means not just going, once I've got there, awesome, it's done, fucking back to where I started. It's once you get there, it's then putting the time in to readdress your... Um, homeostasis with your calories right 
So as you go through a diet, your body's going to slowly get used to it and you will, um, your body will adapt, your metabolism will slow down a little bit and your body will stop losing fat at the same rate because it's adjusting certain variables within it so that you don't burn as many calories. Like that's just your body trying to stay alive. And then when you get to the end of your diet, most people just go back to eating how they did, which is increasing their calories a lot in a very short space of time. And so they put weight back on. If you get like down here with your calories, spending more time increasing your calories slowly instead of just jumping straight back up will mean that you'll be able to maintain the results that you've got on your diet a lot easier. That is honestly the most important thing is what so many people don't do. It's called reverse dieting. What's up, boss? How you doing? Good. Do you want to come in? Sure. We're answering questions. Yeah. Q&A day. Nice. Adam's joining at the moment. He's eating a little bit of food. Say hi. Hi, team. <laughs> so, basically, that's the main way that people will usually diet. And it does work, and there's totally not a problem with that if you put in the extra effort at the end to increase your calories slowly. If you don't, you will probably put on weight very quickly because you're not in a calorie deficit in chance, so you're just going to go straight back into a surplus, and then you'll gain fat. Um, the other way of doing it, and the way which makes it a lot more of a lifestyle change and something that's a lot more sustainable, but you won't get the results quite as quickly, is if when you decide to change things, say you're sick of how you look and you want to change things and you kind of want to have a lifestyle change, then it's finding small things and then adjusting them so they become habit, right? So it's like, instead of going to Starbucks and getting a chai mocha latte with like extra whipped cream, it's going, okay, maybe I don't get the whipped cream this time. Or maybe I get like sugar-free syrup instead. Or maybe you just go, I'll get a Americano with milk. And so you cut out those calories. It's like, what sort of um, shift do you want to have in the approach that you take? Do you want to have a relatively aggressive approach, which is going to be hard to sustain, but you will be able to do it if you put the effort in? Or do you want a much more gradual approach, which is going to obviously make your results slower, but hopefully more sustainable and something you're going to be able to stick to? Because after you change that coffee choice, after a while, that is going to become a habit. That's going to become normal, and you're not going to want the other thing, because the other thing you'll see is like a tree, or you'll see it as something that you will do every now and then rather than it be staple and you're normal. So that's the kind of two approaches. It depends on which one you want to go with. I, depending on the client, I'll usually go with the kind of steady approach, someone that's able to handle the more aggressive approach and that's what you do. But it can be quite hard to, to deal with that. It's why so many people fail at dieting and fail at getting into the right condition that they want is because they try and make big changes and then that is hard to stick to like motivationally it's hard psychologically it's hard and also um to change so many things at one one time like that just takes a lot of adjusting so yeah at the moment mine is totally a lifestyle diet by the way to kind of answer the initial question right i move me what are you saying a as a female who strength trains four times a week plus Two cardio or hit classes. Any tips for gaining lean muscle mass without cutting back on cardio? Eat more food, basically. Um, if you think of <clears throat> your weight sessions as times when you damage your muscle to elicit a growth, 
then you have to give your body enough fuel to do the session and then to elicit the growth during rest. But your your body's not going to grow unless you're resting. If you do the cardio classes, that's fine. You just have to eat enough to cover all of the calories that you would burn in that cardio class. So if you think of it like, ideally, in a um, like mass building phase, muscle building phase, you need to, the ideal would be in a, a surplus, right? So you want to be, whatever your maintenance is, plus like 10 to 20% extra calories to allow your body to actually grow. If you're doing, let's say your maintenance is 2,000 calories, um, so your 20% would be 2,400 calories. <clears throat> if you're doing that, that's fine. Then you add in two cardio sessions a week. Let's say your cardio session is an extra 500 calories. You need to make sure you eat those 500 calories per session as well. Um, otherwise, you're taking 1,000 calories out of your surplus for the week. And when your surplus is only 400 calories a day, that's basically half of your surplus you're taking away by doing the cardio. So you've got to make sure you eat the cardio on top. Yeah. The other thing would be um, making sure that your strength training workouts or your weight sessions are as focused as possible, ensuring that you're really training for hypertrophy. Like it's hard for women to put on size. Like that is, it's hard for people to put on size, let alone women. You guys just don't have as much testosterone. So it is harder anyway. So making sure that when you're doing your strength sessions, that you're really pushing hard, like that you're working to your capacity and not taking it easy. Um, it's kind of proven that women just don't need as much rest as men as well during weights. So making sure your, your rest is really about a minute should be sufficient for you, like maximum 90 seconds. Making sure you're getting through a lot of work, you're picking up heavy fucking weights and you're really like pushing to that max capacity and not like, you know, taking it easy. If you take it easy when you're trying to build mass, it's just not going to work. Gaining your protein, making sure you're hitting like one gram per pound of body weight and eating enough food. That would be my main advice if you're trying to um, gain mass, gain muscle mass while also doing cardio. <clears throat> Harry has asked, adjusting your diet in a deficit for a long period is not advisable. What about the other side of the spectrum, the surplus? Can you do it for longer? I suppose you would upregulate and basically your surplus will become your maintenance. Let me read that back again. Adjusting your diet in a deficit. Okay, so being in a deficit for a long time is not advisable. What about the other side of the spectrum? Can you overdo it? There is a point. So basically, there's a point. Yeah, when you diet, your body will downregulate. When you're in a surplus for too long, your body will upregulate to a point. There's like your calorie ceiling and... Once you kind of reach that point, your body won't go up anymore. You'll just start accumulating body fat. So it kind of depends on what you want your goal to be. If you want to try and build muscle mass, then you need to be in a surplus really as long as possible whilst you're building muscle mass. But you've got to remember, like as you build muscle mass and you get heavier, your metabolism will increase because you've got more muscle mass. Therefore, you need to eat more. Therefore, it's like a constant battle, right? So like as you eat more you get heavier. Ideally, you get heavier because you're putting on lean muscle mass. Therefore, your metabolism will rise. Therefore, you need to eat more again. So like, you'll go through a period of inner surplus. If you put on enough muscle mass, that surplus will become your maintenance because you have a higher metabolism because you have more muscle mass. And so then you will need to eat more in order to stay in that surplus. 
Um, so yeah, in answer to your question, you're completely right. It will require your maintenance, but if you're getting the right adaptations, if you're um, just getting fat because you're not training and you're in a surplus, then it won't become your maintenance. It will become, it will still be your your surplus. You'll still be in a calorie surplus. Therefore, you'll still be putting on body fat. You get what I mean? I think that kind of answers it quite. Um, <clears throat> quite well Leo if I was in London could I get you as my personal trainer it's really nice to see the brain behind the body <laughs> cheers mate well if you're in London make sure to hit me up um, and we'll see what we can do about that mate <clears throat> right guys I've uh, answered your questions if you've got any more please feel free to answer uh, to, to get involved you guys have been asking some really really good questions tonight um, mainly we've been talking about calories and building muscle, I suppose this whole week we've been talking about calories and building muscle in a way most people really don't fully appreciate quite how um, quite how difficult it is to build muscle mass and actually like a lot of the time people will think oh it's just easy, you just get to eat whatever you want whereas actually um, the consistency of training and constantly being in a calorie surplus if you're eating the right amount of foods the right types of foods, like I mentioned initially, um, it can kind of make you a bit sick of food. Like if you're trying to eat and eat and eat and eat, then it can kind of get to the point where you um, you just don't want to eat anymore and you just feel full. So that can be quite hard at times. Matt has said, any ideas how to continue weight loss after losing one and a half stone in two months? Wow, that's really, really good, mate. Now you've hit a plateau. Okay, so since whilst you've been losing weight, what's happened is your body has reduced the amount of food that it needs to sustain itself, right? So your metabolism slowed down because you've lost weight. Therefore, you need to make sure that you're still in a deficit. Now, that's probably not the case because you've hit a plateau. Your body's adapted. You've um, the amount of food you're eating is the same as the amount of energy that your body's expending, therefore you're not losing any weight. So you've got two choices. Either you need to readdress how many calories you're eating and potentially eat less calories. Um, if you've lost it that quickly, chances are that um, your metabolism has slowed. Like Inherently it will have slowed because you are now not the same size person you were before. Therefore you don't need as much food to sustain that, like I just said a minute ago. So you probably want to be eating less food. Now on top of that, the other thing would be you need to increase the amount of work that you're doing. As we go through a process and our body changes, the requirements to elicit a more, more of a change, um, that changes as well. So what may have worked for you when you were heavier, i.e. training twice a week or three times a week and eating whatever it was, that won't work anymore. Your body's got used to it. So you either have to train harder, train more frequently, or eat less food. Um, that is pretty much the it's like the easiest advice I can give you. It's like the most broad advice based on the information you gave me. But inherently, one thing that a lot of people forget is once they've lost weight, that their body just doesn't need as much food to sustain itself. So you have to readdress, recalculate what your macros, uh, what your calories should be. And then create a deficit from that. That's what I would suggest for you, boss. Right, Kate. Sorry, Cat G. What are you saying? 
How often do you weigh yourself? Do you think it's healthy to weigh yourself or should you go on feel? That's a cool question. I definitely think you should weigh yourself. Um, although it is not the be-all and end-all, the weight, your number on the scale doesn't dictate who you are. It doesn't dictate how attractive you are and it really doesn't matter other than it shows us a metric to calculate roughly where you're doing, what you're doing right and wrong, right? So you should definitely weigh yourself. I would suggest that if you're on a weight loss plan, you should probably weigh yourself once a week. If you're trying to lose fat, you should, you should weigh yourself around once a week. Um, the important thing is that we can gain certain information from weight and we can also overthink things. Now, your your body fat isn't the only reason you have maybe lost weight. Like, for females, across your cycle, you're going to lose and gain weight anyway. Like, just from water retention. So, you've kind of got to take things with a pinch of salt. It is not the be-all and end-all if you have gone up a pound or gone down a pound or whatever. But actually comparing yourself and seeing that trend over time. So, weighing yourself once a week will kind of allow you to gauge your progress in some way. But you want to um, combine that with other measurements, right? So I always say, like, your, your waist circumference. Get a tape measure and measure your waist circumference. Measure your hip circumference, especially for women. Like, you'll hold a lot of, of your body fat around your hips. That's completely normal. And so measuring that is a great way to kind of see if you're going in the right direction. Measuring the circumference of your arm is another great way to measure as well. So you kind of get these four different measurements. And then you can see, right, I may not have lost weight like the number on the scale may not have gone down but like your waist has gone down a centimeter your hips have gone down two centimeters like you can see these other things so it may be that you're feeling bloated you're feeling puffy you're feeling overweight you're not feeling great like and then you weigh yourself on the scale it's gone down it's gone up or it's the same you're feeling like shit but then you weigh yourself however many like two days later and it could have dropped like two pounds because of that's just part of the cycle that you're in. That's kind of what I think is the best approach. Um, tracking your weight over a period of time is the most important thing. And seeing if what you're doing is really good over, over a period of time. Not day to day. Like your weight is going to fluctuate on a day to day basis. So you just don't need to worry about that. Um, I weigh myself. Don't really have a regular schedule it's just like every now and then if i want to jump on the scales um if you're going to weigh yourself do it in the morning after you've been to the bathroom before you've eaten anything that's going to be the most true representation of your body weight it's not going to be affected as much by food <clears throat> right ts martinez has said my training program is like hypertrophy slash resistance what advice uh what advice would you give for diet to stay lean I would say that as long as you're not overeating, you're going to be fine, mate. So ensure that you know what your maintenance calories are. And then because you're training for hypertrophy, I just add like 10% on. Yeah, because you're not trying to like get big quickly, just a little 10% surplus will be fine. You're not going to um, put on any fat if you're in that situation. As long as you're eating high protein um, diet, you're getting like one gram per pound of body weight, you'll be fine. Just don't go and smash off all the cookies in the cookie jar. <laughs> Make sure that you're just not overeating. 10% surplus, you'll be sweet. All right, dude? That's the easiest, best advice that I should give you. 
Cats uh, asked, how do you know if you plateaued? Give it one to two weeks, consistently doing what you've been doing, hard to define a plateau. Yeah, it is kind of hard to define a plateau. I would say that um, for a woman, I would look at probably for at least two weeks. Like I said, because of your cycle, uh, you can't just use weight as a metric. You want to be using other measurements. The one thing I didn't even mention was was progress pictures. So many people don't take honest progress pictures. You can't compare yourself to how you look in one set of clothes to how you looked on the beach on holiday in the sun in your bikini. Like They're just not comparable pictures because they're different lighting, different situation, different food intake that day, different everything. So um, def- take progress pictures in the same clothes, the same lighting, the same time of the day, all of that. That's a really good way to kind of look at things. But yeah, to define a plateau, if things haven't changed in two weeks, then you need to change something. Um, for women, you may want to look at like a little bit longer and compare the time of the month, one month to the previous month. If it hasn't changed that, then you've definitely plateaued. Um, because, you know, start of your cycle, start of your menstrual cycle, whatever, like day one of it, you're not going to be really able to compare that to day 14 because you've got a completely different hormonal situation. Um, Chances are that you're going to be a little bit heavier. So just got to be aware of that. But yeah, probably two weeks to a month, I would say, is where you want to be at. Uh, Tari has asked, what would you say is the hardest part about starting and sticking to a workout regime? What is the hardest part? Starting, I think the initial thing is is knowing where to start and getting something written down, right? To know where to start and then figure out what it is that you want to do. That's probably the hardest thing to do to begin with is like actually writing it down, getting it there and like being like, right, I'm going to do this and getting a plan. Like get a plan and that makes everything much easier. But writing down the plan is hard. That's why so many people don't do it. And then... The hardest thing about sticking to it is probably the uncertainty and not having the confidence to stick it through. That's why I would say, again, write down a plan, get it written down. That way, every time you're going to go to the gym, you've got something there to to follow, to go through and do. Right. So write it down. That makes everything so much easier. <clears throat> if the regime is boring, you need to tr- change it up. Like You're only going to do a boring regime for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So find something you enjoy you're probably going to stick to a training program that's boring for like eight weeks. And that's fine. You'll probably get some good results uh, from a program in eight weeks. But if you're finding a boring chance, you're going to stop going. And if you stop going, then it's not really going to be effective. So that's what you want to be aware of. Um, Tardius asked, I think it's going to be the last question, guys. Tardius asked, are stretch marks always an indication of weight gain? Yes, I think as far as I know, Stretch marks inherently mean that the skin is having to expand at a rate faster than it's comfortable with, and so you get that stretching um, scar tissue. So generally, yes. I mean, I've got scar um, stretch marks on my hips and on my bum uh, and on my legs from when I grew when I was like 17, 16. Everyone has them. It's not an issue. Um, but yeah, pretty much stretch marks are from when you've gained weight a bit too quickly. I think I'm going to wrap things up there, guys. You've all been really wonderful with your questions today. Everything has been um, really spot on and on topic. Hopefully, I've been able to answer the questions that you guys had as well as you wanted them. Uh, As always, guys, thank you so much for watching. 
going to be doing the live on Monday, so make sure to check that one out. And please go to my most recent post, like it, tag a friend, share, do all that good stuff. Thanks so much for watching. Have a lovely evening, and I'll see you all very, very soon.